2: You're listening to the Jaybird Bird Watching Podcast,
0: the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with a team, this is the podcast for you. Here is your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast.
3: Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Jaybird Watching. I am sorry; we are apologizing for the fact that we're slightly late on tonight's live episode because we thought we were recording a few minutes ago. <laughs>
2: it's
3: a high-quality high op- operation here, as Jason <laughs> apparently, you know, sporting the uh, technical difficulty specs here in the uh, passenger seat, and obviously, the gang's all here. I'm Craig Bourne, your host, Ken Alfred, and Jason Lyons, my co-hosts, fellas. How we doing?
0: Uh, Take two. Yeah, doing well again. I mean, uh, sorry I missed last week. Uh, My cat is actually doing better now. So, but I'm glad to see you guys back and uh, glad to talk about Blue Jays baseball today.
3: And what has been a very uneventful week yet, but there's plenty of crazy going on. But Jason, how
1: are you feeling? Great, man. Um, You know, it's uh, my kids are at at, um, outdoor school this week. So I've been doing some adulting, which is fresh Uh, after 11 years of just moving bags and moving humans. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Got to play some tennis. I'm really sore. Uh, other than that, I'm just crushing it. Hoping the uh, the weather people are correct and that we don't get more snow tonight. So fingers crossed.
3: There it is. So, fellas, it's been a crazy time going on so far in uh, baseball the last few weeks. Plenty of major league baseball signings, big ones, small ones, some the size of your head zone. So, it's all that kind of craziness. So, but first, before we talk about any of the craziness that is the current free agents and trade aspect that's going down in the winter meetings at San Diego as we speak. So if there's anything that breaks during the show, obviously we're going to be the ones talking about it. Um, there was some Blue Jays news. We have a current new enshrined Toronto Blue Jay in the Cooperstown Hall of Fame, and that is the crime dog, Fred McGriff. <laughs> and I, I guys, I, I don't think there's more of a deserving guy. I honestly think it was crazy the fact that he was left off as long as he was from the HOF. Ah, <laughs> there it is. So, I, he, 493 career home runs, perennial MVP, minced to the top 10. This guy was a monster. And the fact that I heard one of the stories of how he actually got his name, the, the crime dog, this uh, recently. And I didn't realize this, but Kirby Puckett was the one that named him that. And apparently, at one of the all star games that they did over in Japan, in the, Early '90s, he was kind of like, you know, slight insulting everybody, but walking around comedically having a good time. And he walked up to McGriff, and he goes, "Oh, dude, you're like that McGruff guy. You're just a Crime Dog." <laughs> and he got,
1: and then it stuck.
0: <laughs> I thought he looked kind of like. I was curious where they got the name, Crime Dog, and that that does make kind of sense. Yeah.
1: yeah, close enough. Close enough. Well, I mean, you know, for, uh, for all intents and purposes, couldn't have been a nicer guy. You know, obviously, um, Fred had a great career. Um, you know, he's very well liked uh, by players, coaches, uh, anybody that interacted with him. Uh, and uh, you were saying earlier, Craig, 16 for 16 on the boats. I mean, you got to be doing something right as a human being, a baseball player, and just, a, uh, you know, and just a person uh, to get a 16 for 16 and walk into the into the Hall of Fame. Uh, interesting question. I just, you know, I've never really thought about the, uh, the HOF acronym. If it's the international, is it the I? H-O-F, like the International House of Ban- <laughs> Pancakes? <laughs> 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 right now
3: it's the International Home Run uh, Committee, yeah. because that's what we're uh, seeing as we get some more helicopter bat flip level fun here from uh, Fred McGriff heading into, tr- into Cooperstown. As far as baseball swings go, I um, I don't know if you guys ever followed Baseball Stance Guy on any social media or anything like that. I never realized, maybe it's because I grew up watching and loving Fred McGriff, that it, I it, it's actually a a slightly awkward swing that he uses to kind of <laughs> rock into the home plate and then he always finished really high with that like yeah, that whippy, like whippy
1: that. arm kind of thing yeah yeah there's been a few guys that have, have sort of had that arm whip in different directions but uh if you ever go check out that swing guy it's it's so interesting to watch how every setup behind the ball and then past the ball is different from every yeah. own home run hitter but that the, the, the load is the same, the lock is the same, and then the go is the same. And it's it's so interesting. I, I always thought he had a really, um, you know, like of my favorite swings, like obviously Junior's up there and a few others, but I always really liked his swing, even though it was a little, uh, you know, out there. There's a few. Jim Tomei's I always liked, and his was a bit hitchy and a bit weird. And, um, you know, it's it's you know, guys like that that, that make the game interesting and, and challenge your challenge the norms and and still go ahead and break you know glass ceilings with the way that they they're able to be just be athletic
3: 493 home runs a crazy amount of home or rbis and like i said with a home run that you or a home run swing that is literally the definition of finishing high (laughs) and uh but he didn't have that big stride it it, it doesn't say home run swing on it at all and then just watching him just muscle balls over the outfield for like i said he is in, I believe he's uh, number seven or eight or like that on all time. He's only like trailing like Lou Gehrig or something. like Yeah. That. Ahead
0: didn't, of him or something. didn't this happen? Really didn't, didn't he also play during that steroid era in the early 90s as well with like McGuire's and the Macensecos and all those guys. And you know, to my knowledge, he was clean. And that just made it even more impressive that he was able to hit almost 500 home runs. I remember being so mad at Pat Gillick at that time when they got rid of McGriff and Fernandez for Joe Carter and Roberto Alomar. Now, who told me afterwards <laughs> that uh, we are going to get a couple of championships out of him, but I have to admit, at that time, because I had a Fred McGriff poster in my bedroom. I remember that. I was like, yeah, he's a really cool player. He still was no Kelly Gruber, because that's still ah, my, there's my, your guy. my favorite guy <laughs> there. But nevertheless, well-deserved, and uh, glad he's finally going in. And yeah. Jason, did you mention he also got the Blue Jay song for part? Of yeah, the so thing? He, everybody, uh,
1: knows the, everybody knows the OK Blue Jays Let's Play Ball song if you get a chance to check out the, you know, the, the, he was he did a pretty significant interview in the hall of fame, uh, Jersey. And one of the, one of the reporters asked if he remembered the okay blue Jays song and he sang it, which is, which is pretty cool. Cause I know some people were pushing for him to go in as a, as a brave and, you know, to, to have a real standout moment as being a Toronto blue Jay and being part of that, you know, cause that song's awesome. That song is 100% blue Jays. It's like the, the <laughs> hartford whalers song like that's theirs they own it that okay blue jays as hokey as it is that screams blue jays from that era so cool to see them, you know have a laugh with it and um you know it's an awesome moment
3: yeah the only thing that um even comes close to the okay blue jays song is that uh, ridiculous coca-cola campaign from the early 90s <laughs> Told you.
0: i told you i was gonna bro- put some of those clips on the show but i'm like I don't know. I don't want to get any copyright strikes on that.
3: <laughs> it, to that point, if somebody came over and sued us or gave us a season this this, maybe that scenes we're doing something right. Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> so maybe we would not just
1: not just the new branding in the other corners of the screen. Yeah, yeah. we could get uh, we could get Biz Nasty or Whitney on here and they could blast <laughs> a couple of companies and get us in uh, in uh, in trouble that way.
3: Yeah, always Coca-Cola.
0: We're willing to be sponsored by you guys. Just just, Just, just just saying. saying.
3: Shameless stuff promoting. uh, (laughs) But anyway, the crime dog is heading to a hall of fame. Um, It's just crazy that in the midst of all this, he gets a unanimous vote on this ballot. And uh, the most he ever got on the regular ballot in all the years he was on the regular ballot, mind you, you're on the regular baseball hall of fame ballot for 10 years. And you need to get 75% or more to be enshrined in Cooperstown on the regular ballot. This new committee is personally, I think it's a great thing for baseball. There are a lot of people that, especially Blue Jays, that probably rightfully should be enshrined in, in Cooperstown that haven't gotten the chance to, but he never eclipsed 40% on the regular ballot for a guy that literally, like I mentioned, is in a lot of the legends levels of offensive categories. And a lot of that I think is part of the gentleman that he happened to be going against on those ballots. Yeah, there has been ridiculous levels of talent on those same ballots that obviously have turned into, you know, Hall of Famers over the last few years. You know, Here, I think his first ballot he was against Cal Ripken. Just saying, <laughs> Who's that Derek guy? Jeter, and all these guys over the years. You know, it's there's like a oh,
1: there's a real fat spot right now for for a lot of sports because we're you know we're sort of at that distance marker where you know all of the really good guys from 20 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, depending on the sport, 30 years ago. Yep are now coming through in a big tube. And so you you really have to pick off the ones from the outside that are for sure's, And then you see some interesting ones that you can dig in on. I mean, it's always interesting. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much the hall of fame drives a player. Like, I don't know if that's, if it's championships, if it's hall of fame, if it, whatever it is, but you know, always cool to see somebody go to Cooperstown and um, somebody who, you know, who we like and respect and, and we feel good about going in,
0: so he said he's the 11th Blue Jay, from what I understand. Who are the other 10 Blue Jays that are in the Hall of Fame?
3: A lot of them are. from mark, Roy well,
0: Halladay. I think that's there's the only, only
3: one t- two. Well, there's only one that's actually on their actual plaque wearing oh, a Blue yeah. Jay's hat, and that's Roberto Alomar. Oh. <laughs> so all the other ones are guys that played on a lot of miscellaneous teams. Paul Molitor. Um Funny enough, they count Phil Necro as a Blue Jay even though he played, what, one season with the Blue Jays at the end of his career? Those kind of things. But hmm. it is obviously Roy Halladay. Um, I don't know if they count Pat, Pat, uh, Pat Gillick. as Do you want a to Blue hear some interesting
1: ones? With? I pulled it up while you were talking about it. So okay. here mm-hmm. are the guys that are considered to be Blue Jays in the Hall of Fame. Roy Halladay, Jack Morris, Frank Thomas, Bobby Top Cox, Roberto Alomar, Pat Gillick, Good call on that one. Yep. Ricky Henderson, Paul molitor Dave uh Winfield, and Phil Negro.
3: Yep. So I got the two really obscure ones.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: did you ever?
0: Frank Thomas was a blue jay?
3: Frank Thomas was blue. an angry bird blue jay.
1: <laughs> he was an angry it, bird blue jay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So you you know what I'm talking about, Kevin, yeah. right? Those that wonderful weird like arena football like logo we had there for a little while or the T. Yes. <laughs> wow. That part was, i don't
0: remember but okay good to know
3: i want to say i still have a magnet schedule on my fridge that's from like 2004 that has frank thomas on it wow <laughs> i'm surprised i don't throw that, that stuff out just saying that that was one of those things we i went for opening day that year we yeah. had frank thomas benji molina all these guys david Eckstein, who was at the peak of his career at that time along with all the alex Rioses and aaron hills and whatnot of the world that we had at that time yeah. So. It was was just some good Blue Jays teams that unfortunately just never had that next piece to take them over the hurdle. So Mm. on that note, I'm giving Craig Segway points for that fact, because we might have gotten a nice piece that could have helped us get over the hurdle in this last week. And that is, fellas, we're getting a guy that has played perennial baseball for his whole life. And that is Donnie Baseball is now part of this managing uh, ensemble here, working with John Schneider. And honestly, if you were talking about, you know, wanting to give John Schneider the reins to run this team. And if anybody gives them any guff about not having the major league experience to be able to run this team after he ran to a 46 and 28 record, I believe, since he took over the team, Donnie Baseball is now your experience. <laughs> and he is yeah. going to be that guy whispering in Schneider's ear and working and collaborating with him to make this team the best team in baseball. Ken, you were talking about Don Mattingly joining this squad right before we went on <sighs> the air. What's your thoughts on having somebody as seasoned as a veteran as Don Mattingly in this dugout with what is, quote-unquote, waiting for that veteran presence?
0: Well, I think, he'd, like you said, he brings that veteran experience to the team and especially from the coaching side as well. And, uh, you know, legend and, you know for what he's done in his career. Now he's going to be with the Jays as a bench coach. Now I have to ask you guys really quick a question. What does a bench coach actually do? I knew about, like, first base, third base coach, outfield coaches, head coaches, go. What is the bench coach? Is it just like the uh, right hand
1: guy? Right hand yeah. guy? He, he, I think, like like a lot of the things that they would talk about together would be subs. Uh, they would be talking about if there's if a designated hitter's going in. Um, they're also there. The bench coach is also there to support all the other coaches. So if they notice something like a pitcher's tipping his glove on a pitch, or um, you know, or if they're, they're you know they're timing a guy on his leadoffs and they're like oh, his leadoff just isn't. Is it right time? They're just like Jack of all trade master of all as well. So wow. uh, very important for a team. Um, they really, uh, you know, they can make or break you depending on because, because the managers look in other ways, pitching coaches are watching certain things and you've got to have somebody who's kind of, uh, you know, up in the tower watching everybody. And, uh, I mean, Don Mattingly, you cannot get a better baseball mind to get in there. And I want all of my friends that have commented, um, on the, when I put it up on Facebook, that now Yankee baseball is, is infiltrating the Blue Jays. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. I mean, the guy's been gone from the Yankees for so long. I, I don't even, I, I can't even, I can't even. So, and then you know, just to be
3: this person, if you really want to talk about those people that are even, I, even Yankee fans aren't upset about this. So yeah. it's one of those things that's good for baseball. And then the fact that if Blue Jays fans are getting upset about Don Madden and bringing Yankee baseball to this thing, he was never on any of those World Series teams. No, it was He was only in the playoffs once.
1: As He's, a Yankee. A Yankee He's a Yankee fan. Really? Hey, so if you don't like it, put your you know where to put your comments the, over here in the thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I know. but to that point, I, he has a chance to actually finally get a World Series ring. Yes. And it's going to be with the Toronto Blue Jays. Just saying. It, and what was it? 90, it would have been 95. Right. That was his last year with the Yankees that they yeah. finally got to the playoffs. And then the following <laughs> year he retired and Tino Martinez became the guy that took first base position for all those years. The Blue, the Yankees were beating up on everybody. So yeah. uh, Donnie baseball, unfortunately, missed that window and he, everybody thought he was going to win it as a coach and never got the Yankee job. And he's been a very good Major League Baseball manager over the years. He's been on some crummy teams is the catch so to yeah. that point having all that experience of what he was able to win to a certain extent with those crummy teams is only going to help a good team like the trauma blue did he ever win any world series as a coach nope no he's only been no. in the playoffs a handful of times i think as a yeah. coach and i was in the midst of trying to pull that up
1: <laughs> he is he is involved in one of my favorite television episodes of anything on tv ever When the Simpsons, when Mr. I was gonna
0: say, did he shave his sideburns? I just say it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I watched that (laughs) little clip again where he tells him to save his sideburns a bunch of times, and at the end, after it (laughs) shaved straight up and he kicks (laughs) him off the team, magically turns and says, "I still like it better better than than (laughs) sideburns." So good.
3: That's priceless. And speaking of Hall of Fame level of fun, did you know that that? Simpsons episode is actually enshrined in the Major League Baseball Hall yeah. of Fame. I would yeah. assume so, yeah. I've seen Ozzy
1: yeah. Smith talk about it a few times. Ozzy Smith had a particularly fun time doing that. Um, <laughs> really
3: it was fun. one of those things that was just made in comedic gold, and oh. it, it'll be hard to recap and grab that Thank same fun all over added. again. Oh. <laughs> you're never going to get all those players in one episode ever again, I don't think. There were just so yeah. many during that time. And it was eight, I think seven of the eight uh, nine players that they had on that ended up being Hall of Famers. You know, I think Ugh. the only two on it are not is Daryl Strawberry and Steve Sachs. Mm-hmm. I think everybody else was a hall, is a major league baseball hall yep. of famer at this point. Yeah. Interesting. So good to know. Yep, but to that point, Steve Sachs and uh
2: um
3: crap, Daryl Strawberry are enshrined forever in that, <laughs> that yeah. Simpson softball episode in the baseball hall of fame. So if you it's guys cool listening, stuff. you want to be on the show, please come on. Yeah, there you yeah.
1: go. Daryl <laughs> Strawberry. I that'd be a show.
3: That would be a show. Same thing with Sacks. <laughs> so, but to that point, that it's really cool stuff that they were able to do that. And Donnie Baseball being a he if you're talking about somebody that's gonna match on just regular everyday cool guy level with John Schneider, Don Maddenly's right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just that good of a guy he loves baseball and it, those are going to be some of the best post-game interviews ever between him schneider and then pete walker i also yep. said it might be the most verbal to all major league baseball umpires that you will ever see <laughs>
1: yeah
3: <laughs> well, i, feel like I- and tossed yeah, and neither does Walker. Neither, clearly, neither does John So, At least at that point, you have three good coaches to start just assaulting Major League Baseball umpires when yep. things aren't going our way or we're getting a bum rap. So nothing wrong there.
0: Well, you kind of want that in a coach as well to stand up for the team, right? So to if, if they never go up and question any call, I'd be very surprised. Very,
2: very surprised.
3: Okay, so now, fellas, let's talk what is going on with the main topic this evening, and that is the Major League Baseball Winter Meetings. Over the last few days, we have seen Justin Verlander sign one of the craziest old people contracts I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we have seen Trey Turner sign an 11-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. And we got some other ones that have just happened in the last few hours here that unfortunately were guys the Blue Jays were targeting. But to that point, let's talk Verlander first because that's the big elephant in the room and probably the biggest of all the free agents. I know it's the age, but he is the reigning American League Cy Young Award winner. And at that point, two years, crazy amount of money, yes. But if you're getting a Cy Young Award guy for just two more seasons, maybe this wasn't the... Worst deal on the planet for the Mets because you only got to pay it for two years. You're not paying like the Washington Nationals are still paying for Max Scherzer, who is not even playing on the Nationals anymore because he's playing in uh, New York with, funny enough, his old teammate Justin Verlander. Now, yeah, Jason, how you feeling after uh, post Verlander? Because according to John Schneider, uh, what I did see an MLB Network uh, interview yesterday the Blue Jays kicked the tires and we're actually making a run at possibly going after them. And I'm assuming it just got.
1: Yeah. I, my assumption is there was a number of teams. I mean, Verlander is proving that he's still got gas in the tank. Um, you know, Tommy John seems to cure all, you know, if you get it then you can just throw until your arm falls off and you're 75 years old. So, I mean, I feel like that. I feel like um, the Mets get a, a really good um, starter. I mean, you know, possibly the best in the league right now. Um, I mean the other the other deal that that sort of you know nails up another you know elder statesman <laughs> is the obviously Clayton Kershaw staying with the Dodgers for another year I feel like that's his swan song he'll be done after that one more year I can't really see him continuing on what did Verlander sign for 86 million or something like that for the two years I mean it's it's ridiculous wow. money 40 um, ish million a year wow I feel like some of these teams have to start to look within, and they have to start to to take some chances on some young arms and let them. Even if you've got to go by platoon, sometimes I feel like you know spending eighty six million on Verlander for two years. Like, are the Mets good enough to win a World Series? Probably not. So, is it money just wasted? Um, I mean, you see some teams, you know, like I feel like the Mariners are really making a push to make themselves a significant um challenger for the the world series for the next couple of years you know they they picked up colton wong that's a huge pickup for me Uh, that guy is one of the best baseball players very underrated um you know and i think it speaks back to this burlander deal just the fact that i see some teams that are really trying to improve and others seem to be just trying to keep their head above water and they're willing to throw money at somebody like Verlander to just sort of sit like this and be like, "Oh, look, everybody's better than we are," but it, it, but we've got Verlander, so he wins fifteen games for us. Awesome.
0: So, why was he? Why did he leave the Astros in general? Right, because uh, he just helped them win a World Series. Did the Astros not want to resign him at all, or did uh, Verlander really just want to
3: go? I think it's one of those things he needs a new challenge, and he's done everything he can do in uh, Houston. I really think it's oh, really kind of that simple personally.
1: I feel like he I feel like he had Plus, a decent relationship with yeah, a decent relationship with, with Dusty and with management, but not a great one the whole time he was there. Um I've often read sto- I, I read a few stories about him not not loving it there. Um but you know, I, I again I can't speak to, to his thinking. I mean, you know, um money is very important in these deals and I mean, if you're if you're getting somebody offering you two years the last two years of your contract, like what other like let's just say you were a, um, a you know a, a vacuum salesman and you're you got two years left before retirement, when is the company ever gonna come to you and go, Hey, you know what, we're gonna max you out for the next two years. It doesn't happen, right? So I yeah. mean I think they probably made him a decent offer and he was like, nah, I can get more than this. Like, I mean, it's it's and so you know. I think loyalty be damned at some points, but uh um you know we don't really make it so that that baseball hockey or n b a or n f l players can be loyal. It's too hard
0: it is who's yeah. to say we're in a recession nowadays anyways? They're talking about all this thing. we're seeing these nine figure deals pretty much in uh, all these signings, so you're like, really, is there really that much right now?
3: I mean <laughs> not in major league baseball apparently.
0: at least not in <laughs> baseball, yeah. <laughs>
3: so but as far as those kind of things go that's what these winter meetings are usually about and this is a really good crop of free agent talent when you really look across the board um i do want to mention trey turner because that was my dream pick for the uh off season here because in all reality he's probably one of the best shortstops in major league baseball right now a true spark plug for anybody any team starting lineup especially the top of their lineup um an 11-year deal with the Phillies. I don't have the dollar amount right in front of me, but I'm gonna find it. it. 300 or something was it? 300? It was 311. I want to say for that many yeah. years. <laughs> so, uh 342. 342 for 11 years. Oh no, sorry. That was what the the Padres apparently offered him.
0: Uh, yeah, he took it less money, or I believe reading that somewhere. Yeah,
3: 300 million dollar so. deal with the Phillies. But to that point. <laughs> As much as I love the Padres, there is something funky going on there to my point where I, if I was the guy coming in and wondering why they aren't winning, because they seem to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot the last (laughs) few years. But to that point, maybe he was the guy I would have tipped them over into the right side of that whole thing. The Phillies made something from nothing in a similar fashion that the Blue Jays were really trying to do, too, because they both lost their manager. They fired him halfway through the season. And somehow found their both both teams found their ways into the playoffs. And somebody like Trey Turner in that lineup last year with the Phillies would have been the difference between them being even more competitive in that playoff series against the Phillies. Jason, I can see your the things are moving, (laughs) the wheels are
1: turning. The uh, I I wanted to I wanted to just say this out loud because I'm a massive Trey Turner fan. I love the guy. He is smooth, so smooth. (laughs) Anyways, if you look at the projected Phillies lineup for next year, it is an absolute joke. It's Schwarber, <laughs> Tra- uh, Turner, Harper, Real Muto, Reese Hoskins, Cass Alex Baum, Bryson Scott, and Brandon Marsh. Like, are you, jo- are you <laughs> joking? That's fantasy baseball level of could, fun. You know? It's not against, even... <laughs> that could play against an all-star team. If you took an all-star team and put it together, they'd give them a decent run for their money.
3: Yeah. And that and that's what it is now. But now but it just shows just what building up a team to your point, Jason, is building up a team the right way and then peppering in somebody like Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, all these names sure. that they've done the last year. They have brought up pitching. They have brought up Alec Bohm and all these other guys in their outfield. That's what the Blue Jays have in place right now. And that's why yep. we've seen them peppering in the next pieces for the, you know, the off-season trade pieces and the off-season free agencies. They just freed up a lot of money with moving Teoscar Hernandez for a good smart piece for the bullpen Um, as much as I would have loved to see Teoscar all day every day because I just think he's the coolest guy on the planet. (laughs) But that's besides the point. Um, So these are the kind of moves that spell. I'm freaking winning now and to that point this is putting him with Trey Turner and Bryce Harper married together for the rest of the years, the, the next 10, 11 years in the Philadelphia u- uniform. So, so I want to say that Harper's got eight left on his deal. I think that was a 10 year, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't going to be leaving anytime soon. So, yeah, no. So, so that's the, the couple big splashes over the last
1: couple of days. Well, I know you is, go ahead. us into our gut punch. If you want to talk about the gut punch already. Uh, yeah. That's right. Go ahead, Jason. You You're just my you, stomach right Just coming across the wire uh-huh. right now <laughs> as we speak. Do we have like a ticker, like a breaking news? Tick, 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 Apparently, just signed Cody Bellinger is now headed to the Chicago Cubs on a one year deal. $17.5 which seems like a bit for a guy who hasn't had too many great years in the last two. It's a hope and a
3: prayer number.
1: But apparently, it is a done deal. Bellinger yeah. to the Cubs for a giant sack of cash.
3: <laughs> it it kind of hurts because I really thought he was going to fit in, but for that amount of money, I'm not exactly upset. Yeah. But it was—it's one season though, so worst case There's scenario was chance. just money. Yeah.
1: So right. now you're now we're outfield hunting. So now we got the Jays. The Jays are going to be outfield hunting, um, which Craig and we were talking a little bit beforehand. I think it creates a lot of interesting scenarios because now it's just. Now it's just, but like you said, it's fantasy baseball. Who do we want? Yeah. Who can we yeah. afford? Who do we want? You know, yeah. left-hand bat be damned.
3: Yeah. Meanwhile, a lot of our friends on so- Blue Jays' social media, including our buddies over at jaysjournal.com, our official, you know, dive-in place here. Um, <laughs> i'll I'll type out my friend Tyson, who is the now, just in the last week, the former editor of uh, jaysjournal.com. He's striking out on his own, so good luck, Tyson. Um, Brandon Nimmo, or are we riot, is what he just tweeted out. So, just saying. Brandon
0: second. Nimmo? Hey, <laughs> didn't we talk about that a few weeks ago, where it was yep. kind of like comparing Bellinger and Nimmo, and uh, yep. Nimmo's still available, right, to my knowledge?
3: Yep. Yes, he is, he is yep. still available as we speak of this time at 735 on 126. <laughs> so, but to that point, I I'm still in that ballpark. I I'm my jury's out on Brandon DeMello. Am I gonna be happy if we do sign him? Yes, he's a great baseball player. My question is how long does he do what he's done the last couple of years as a New York Met? And is that something that's going to continue or is his game going to evolve past and get better? I have no idea. And right now, to me, it's just as much of a wild card as going out and trading for some prospect bat. And that's my current thought. You guys are more than welcome to, you know, jump on me, yell at me, <laughs> agree with me, whatever you want to. <laughs> I, I agree with you.
1: But I think, you know, I think then we start to, you know, when, like I said, this is, this could make the next, you know, Two three weeks, very 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 fun. I mean, you know, you've got guys in Pittsburgh who want out. You've got guys in other places in the league that want out of the situations that they are in, and presented with a young team. You know, I think that you know you don't want to you don't want to make any any really big judgment calls. But I mean, I think that there's some dudes out there that would be more than happy to go to Toronto and and would fit in great. Um, you're probably looking at a younger guy. I, I don't think the Jays would be shooting for a vet anymore. I think that that. Bringing Mattingly in ends that sort of need for a vet presence. Now you can go after a bit of a wild card, a bit of a a bit of a you know, bit of a crazy arm or a a big bat or or just mega speed. Um, You know, you you can start to have your choice because I feel like you know I'm hoping that that Springer can stay healthy this year. Springer stays even decently healthy. You can move him out of center, and I think that's the goal: is get him out of center, keep him healthy, keep that bat going. You know, he's good enough to play left or right. doesn't matter, but you just got to keep him out of center. So, again, it opens up. There's too many guys in the majors to even try and discuss. discuss. It's
3: going nuts, yes. And to that point now, uh, and to that point, Jason, you had mentioned one guy that we kind of brought up with the Pirates last week has officially said he wants out of Pittsburgh, and that is Brian Reynolds, who would be a great fit through a trade for the Toronto Blue Jays outfield and somebody that could play center field, to your point. So... And I, we talked about the secret link between the Blue Jays and the Pirates there, which is their old uh, farm That's director, Ben Charrington, play. is actually the general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. You know he's got guys that he likes in the Toronto Blue Jays system that he could probably get for Brian Reynolds and improve his situation maybe quicker than most things. Because there's a lot of also good young prospects going for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Things could click like the Orioles. It's not out of the ballpark.
1: Um, Right now, it's just a lot of question
3: marks. Correct. they got
1: to stop booting the ball around. I think they they led the majors in in errors last year, and it wasn't (laughs) even close. And
3: that's what happens with a young team.
1: Yeah, the Pirates were up here, and the rest of the next (laughs) team was here. Um, But, again, yeah, you're right. A young team is going to make errors.
2: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
1: you want them to like if you make an error by trying to overplay a ball or throw it too hard or or anything like that you go good good for you you know if you're doing something dumb with it like if a guy is already safe and you're overthrowing the ball or if you're you know an outfielder that's trying to throw a guy out at home and you've got no business trying to do it that's not good but if you're being aggressive and you're trying to win baseball games and you make mistakes and 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 the 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 team can live with it then awesome um I I I can't even express to you how much I would like to see Brian Reynolds in a Jays jersey. Um, I he is the straw that stirs to drink in Pittsburgh right now. Um, he's fast. He's smart. His baseball like he was nuts. He gets the bat on the ball a ton. He can hit you home runs if you need him. And the other thing, which kind of reminds me of Trey Turner, is he likes to hit the ball into gaps and outrun you. He knows, he, he knows baseball parts really well. And if you watch some of his highlights, you can see he's trying to hit the ball where he hits it to get him more bases. So, and I've always, Trey Turner has always done that really well. He's probably, p- could possibly be the best ever at it. Um, finding spots to gain him extra bases and hitting the ball there.
0: So he's um, like a golfer pretty much, get, right? Oh yeah. The golfer with very precise aim. And yeah. that, that's always very, very interesting to me. Because I always thought, as a casual guy thinking oh wouldn't any player would want to keep hitting home runs every time they're at bat even though of course it's not going to happen all the time but the fact that there's their players and like you said that they know the parks well that they can find a spot okay i know this i know that i can hit into the gap here so i'm going to aim there so i find that very interesting that, that you guys are talking about that
3: yeah, so I and to that point, I'll bring up some references here for Blue Jays fans. as guy, the, Brian Reynolds, has the kind of talent to watch to spray the baseball around like we've been seeing from Bobaschette over the last few years. Bobaschette, I believe, led Major League Baseball in opposite field hits this year. I I think Ryan Reynolds was one of the guys that was actually contesting him in the Major League level throughout the whole season. So at least he was in the conversation. Um, I'll put this out there that guys like that or just watching what Devon White did in the outfield over years, he didn't hit home runs. And I'm not saying defense is even close on either of these guys, because it's not. But as far as the way they hit the damn baseball, they're both gap hitters. So if you get gaps in the the Sky Dome, it just creates doubles. It is a doubles ballpark, just as much as it is a home runs ballpark. And if we can get guys that can hit hard line drives to those gaps, it hits the turf and just... you know, those are the kind of guys I would rather recruit those guys because, you know, guys that go for those, they're going to uncork 20 of them a year. They're just going to get that one that goes just a little bit higher and it's going to go over the walls into the outfield seats. So Reynolds is one of those guys that fits that mold to me. Yeah. Now,
0: why does he want to get out right now? Like, has there been any uh, reasoning behind it? He just feels like he's just had his time. Is he not getting along with it? He's a guy
3: or... that's getting into his prime and he wants to win. That's
1: That's my assumption. Bad. Correct. Pittsburgh's five, six years away from being good, um, yeah. you know, and, and and a guy like him who realizes, you know, it's going to Cruz or O'Neal Cruz is going to have the same dilemma. I would say a year from now or whenever his deal even comes close
3: or to that point. K. Brian Hayes, who just yeah. signed that crazy yeah. deal to stay for being a rookie, got a great deal. I would have taken it, too. But I think that's one of those things that in hindsight, the team's not going to be where he wants to be two years from now. It might hurt him, you know. So now, back at
1: least is its competitive windows. As we talk about, you know, we're talking about you know the hitters that we want, or or you know, we're still playing fantasy here. Yeah. You know <laughs> who else is within the top ten of uh, batting average with two strikes? Back to our friend finding Nimmo um, Yeah. He's one of the yeah, best, best in Nemo. baseball <laughs> with two strikes. And um, yeah. I mean, as, as good as pitching is in the majors right now, that has to be a stat that you look at, like. Like everybody, everybody, every kid I coach, one of the main things we punch into them is be a good, good two-strike hitter. Don't to approach the ball. Don't look to just you know dog it on the ground. Look to make him make you make you a pitch, and you hit it hard. Wherever you hit yeah. it, hit it hard. And that's I was just reading about Nemo, and that's what it says about him. Uh, he hits the ball hard with two strikes.
3: And Blue Jays fans actually have the exact case study of that. Watch how we just look at this year's season of Bobuschet. beginning of the season he was swinging at everything he stopped doing the two strike approach no more toe tap on the two strikes was going big leg kick the whole time and then about all-star break you saw the toe tap starting to come in on the two on the uh two-strike approach again and that's when he just went off like crazy they were talking to john schneider in an interview i watched on the blue jays website earlier that they were talking, have you ever seen Boba Shet hotter? And he goes, no, nobody gets as hot as Boba got in, like, September time frame. It. It's just unheard of level stuff, so. But that's the kind of thing, if you have that good approach to your point, Jason, you're seeing better pitches, you can just keep following things off until you finally get that mistake where it's a meatball for the, hip, the pitcher. So, Ken, you got something on your mind, clearly.
0: No, no, nothing on my mind. My <laughs> just, just listening and absorbing and learning from you guys, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that and that and meatballs because then you make me hungry though i'm oh, actually hungry for meatballs. me <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you don't have your popcorn ready for this you know eventual news that we're hoping to get just sitting here waiting anticipating yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there were a couple of fun things that i found through uh random blue jay's fun this week um i wanted to chit chat and is one of them is a uh our friends over at Blue Jays Nation actually wrote an article saying that Liam Hendricks was actually mentioned in trades with the Chicago White Sox, a team that has an embarrassment of riches near the back end of their bullpen. Hendricks is actually a player we missed out on last offseason for um, a free agent signing. He ended up signing with the, uh, the obviously the Chicago White Sox. Had a 2.92 ERA last year with a 9.9 K to walk rating. So he, wow. he's, he's striking people out a lot more than he's walking people, which is exactly what you want for a closer. <laughs> this is somebody that matches up perfectly with Jordan Romano at the way back end that has crazy swing and miss stuff just like he does. I'd say he's more polished, and this might unfortunately kick Jordan Romano out of a closer's role if they did something like this, or it becomes a two-head monster out of that bullpen, one and or the other. But also, Blue Jays fans might remember Liam Hendricks because he was on the 2015 team when we went to the playoffs. So, yeah. but it doesn't mention who they were thinking about getting and giving up for it. But it says that more or less the Blue Jays kicked the tires on possibly trading for him with the Chicago White Sox.
1: Hmm. Now, on, on I, and I, I'm I've never been a massive Liam Hendricks fan. Um, I yeah, didn't love him either. <laughs> he, um, he throws hard. He throws strikes. But when he when he is not on, he is a punching bag um, yeah. and easy to get off. He's one of those guys where a look can, can, and I noticed this when he was a J, like just, you know, a, a batter fouling off a good pitch will frustrate him enough that the next one is either a really bad pitch or it's a home run. And so I, I, I've never been a huge fan of his. Um, I did. I, I would. I think we would be missed to, to not mention that, um, you know, uh, markham's own jordan romano uh did win the tip o'neill award this year um which is pretty awesome um you know i I think that that you know the amount of of canadians that are are not only in the majors but are in professional sports right now um i think it's it's pretty awesome um you know it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal and, and people really appreciate it um for those of you who don't know what the Tip O'Neill is, it's the Canadian Baseball Player of the Year.
3: Canadian MVP.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and to that point, he earned that in stripes because, you know, he really proved why we needed him the last couple of years when he was hurt. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> just saying. You, you know who came second in the voting for that this year? Who? Who's that? Vladdy. Really? That's right. Yeah. That, that is, is technically it. a
3: Montreal uh, birth and resident. Yeah, he's
0: Canadian. We'll take him. We'll claim him.
3: (laughs) Yeah, his dad was still playing with the Expos when he had little Vlad. Yeah. (laughs) Little impaler. (laughs) Absolutely. So there is some awesome, wonderful, weird, crazy. Well, I'll say it's proxy good for the Toronto Blue Jays news that's literally swittering around Twitter right now. And that is some guy, uh, per Paul Heyman, anyway, some guy named Azrin Judge is going to the Giants. Because <laughs> he typed out it,
0: Aaron <laughs> Judge. Eh? I think I've heard of him.
3: <laughs> it's not official yet, but Paul Heyman's as much as I don't, I kind of tend to loathe him a little bit as I think he's full of. shit <laughs> But uh, I, it, it, it's not a rumor, it's been going around for Major League Baseball throughout the whole weekend that the Yankees dropped a giant pile of money, possibly in front of Aaron Judge. And it was somewhere to the tune of like seven years, like 300-something. It would have made him basically Justin Verlander pay per year for the next six years. And mind you, guy that's already 32, I think, I believe, which is usually meaning you're peaking in your baseball career as far as age goes. Not everybody's Albert Pujols second play till they're like 90 or Justin Verlander for that matter. so um to that point though let's say that's true and we're going to run with that because you know this is a show that we only record every week so this is it you know the the, it did happen part of the so we can retweet it (laughs) judge goes to the giants that is good news for blue jays fans because we wouldn't have to see him until those few games where we do play the giants and he is not a member of this current pennant race in the american league east any yeah. It makes me a happy camper, just saying. Because that yeah. means the Yankees strike struggling trying to find backfill. Yeah.
0: God God help us if he has another sixty two home run season if if he was still with the Yankees. In the National oh, League.
3: Now it's not it's their problem. I'm, I'm <laughs>
0: enough, but if he was staying if he if let's say he took that money, yeah, we'd be struggling against him for the next six six, seven years, oh, right? So yep, like, well. exactly.
3: And now so, you got. Now we get the wonderful perk of being able to sit here and go. Ah, what do the Yankees do? <laughs> I uh, did see that they did sign somebody the other yesterday. It was a pitcher, I believe, but it wasn't anybody that make right about home. It was their, you're talking fourth fifth guy in their rotation possibly. But to that point, they need pitching because I believe Luis Severino is also a Major League Baseball free agent. Just saying. Um, so there's some pitching problems going on there for the New York Yankees, and now you throw the fact that they're hoping that their best outfielder is now Andrew Benatendi if they can reassign him. <laughs> yeah. uh... It's not looking like the team that was supposed to break the uh, single-season wins record last year. <laughs> right now in uh, New York the best team in New York right now on paper I'm sorry to say it's got to be the Mets and it's fun the Mets. to meet the Mets and Mr. Verlander is going to meet the Mets <laughs> yeah. so um, to that point there was a former Yankee that has also been linked to the Blue Jays in, tra- in uh, free agency rumors and that's Jameson Tyon hmm. guy that's been very good in the American League East, when before the, you know, new restructuring of the schedule, which is everybody plays everybody, <laughs> so, um, I, Jason, what do you think about having someone like James Tyon come into this rotation? I, I I think that's moving the floor up, right? But it's not giving yeah. you like another ace, right?
1: No, no, no. By by no means is it is it throwing you know an ace into the into the rotation. But what it does is, like you said, it it raises your worst pitcher up. It takes that level where, you know, one through five or six of your starters are all going to give you innings. They're all going to compete. They're all going to throw strikes. And so you always want that. Like, you know, I think in most cases, most major league teams have a guy that they're not 100 percent confident in every time he steps on the mound, which is so weird to say, because there's got to be a thousand pitchers out there in you know the minors in australia in you know in other leagues that could come in and throw major league heat but these guys have signed deals and they're they're 3 4 years long or they're 8 years long or whatever the case may be and you've got to you you have to you have to have them um so it's i mean i find it interesting um i i always like to to move this the floor up um when you when you start to take things downwards for your bottom part of your your rotation, it's always a, you know, uh uh-oh, who's coming up? Oh, no, not him. (laughs) Um, So it's, you know, I would take it as a positive. Um, You know, if it's a free agent, even better. Um, I certainly don't want to be going out and and trying to get rid of anybody to add an arm like that. Um, I think if you're doing that, then you've got to start looking at some of the other, you know, Evaldi or some of those other guys that are, you know, out there and available and would make, you know, major impact. Um, So, I I mean, I, I think it'd be a good thing.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it definitely helps
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. plus there's always a nice little secret satisfaction of stealing a guy the Yankees wanted to keep <laughs>
0: <laughs> just sticking it to the Yankees just because just
3: <laughs> that's what we just changed this podcast to for the last five minutes, just so stick it to the Yankees <laughs> <laughs> or to uh, with, I'll quote one of my favorite movies in School of Rock it's stick it to the Mon <laughs>
0: stick it to the Mon <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh so, man. Anyway, um, enough uh, Yankee bashing because, you know, we can spend three three episodes right in a row back to back every day doing that. So, but uh, as you guys heard, any tasty rumors you want to discuss about anything that's coming up? I know, uh, like I said, we talked that sucks we lost out on Bellinger. We talked to a few guys that I've seen that might be possible. The fact that everybody in apparently Major League Baseball seems to be checking in on the Toronto Blue Jays catchers is a wonderful thing. It's, yep. Right now, I'm just wondering if nothing's going to happen this week and all this wonderful groundwork's going to be pl- played for the next two weeks here, where there's just going to be a trade here, a bang, 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 you know what I mean? Because unless, unless Aaron Judge signs tonight, like it sounds like he might, I don't think the real rest of the free agency is going to loosen up too much as far as hitters so, go.
0: So how long is this winter meeting right now? That's supposed to be going on. Supposed I to believe be...
3: they are there till Wednesday. No, so Thursday, I think. This coming Thursday, Thursday? is the last. Yep. Okay. It's going to happen.
0: It's going to be within the next few days. Cool.
3: As far as major thing. Yes. Otherwise, like I said, this is all the general managers are meeting up in San Diego. They do this every year and pick a new city. And what they do is they talk out trades. They play fancy baseball for real. You know, <laughs> that's just how it is. <laughs> for real. So, Wow. But, but yeah, I don't know who the hell this er- As- Judge is Ezra Judges. I really, it's really baffling me.
1: <laughs> it's, awesome. it's awesome. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you guys remember when? And it's funny because it was the Mets, I think, that did it. They said they had found this guy and he, he had like a hundred and a hundred and nine mile an hour fastball and he wore like cowboy boots. And they never had any like actual pictures of the dude. And I can't remember what his name was, but they created this whole media stunt. About a picture that didn't exist, and oh, it was when you look back at it. I, I mean, they held the line all the way through to, to before the season was going to start. They were selling the jerseys. It was really <laughs> a really what was the name. I'm trying to. What? I was just going to go look it up. Um, well, what was, so the name it was
3: the jersey? That's what it. was like uh, it was like Hideki, I rob you for real. Huh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hideki, I rob you.
3: Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was what they were. It was that was actually a major league baseball player.
1: Sid Finch,
3: yeah, Rabu. No, that's right.
1: His name was Sid Finch. So it was an <laughs> April Fool's Day joke that they did, and like the pitch, pictures they released of this guy, he's like pitching on a beach with he's got these giant feet. You should go look it up. When I remember done. that. <laughs> it was so funny the 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 curious case of Sid Finch. It's a, a Sports Illustrated <laughs> article. You know, shouts out to Sports Illustrated. It is a great article and so funny. Um, back to what you were saying, though. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's teams that are really poised to make a jump over the next week and a half. I think yeah. you're going to see teams that are on the cusp, like the Guardians and the Orioles, and guys who've been dead quiet up to this point. They 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 still need players too. So yeah. I think as soon as Judge goes to the Giants. Then I think that what you're going to start to see is you're going to start to see a lot of those midline teams that have the potential to definitely even win the World Series this year. Let's not kid yourselves. Like the Mariners are already going, but the yeah. teams like teams like the Guardians and Orioles and uh, Miami, like they are poised to add a few pe- people and be unbelievably good this year. And so, I mean, you've got to hope that the Jays are in the same conversations and dig in the same holes and trying to unearth the same deals um, because it's going to get nuts, like nuts. And it, it'll all happen within a couple of days. And I don't even know if Aaron judge is going to be the catalyst anymore. I feel like uh, it could be a few other players. It could be a trade. It could be, you know, a big three person deal between two teams. And we're like, Whoa, like wh- where did that come from? I, I have a feeling that that's going to happen this year just because, there are 15 teams that have the potential to win the World Series this year. If any yeah. of those 15 have the sunshine on them the proper way, they're going to make Crazy it. Crazy things happen. It. Yeah.
3: Oof. You, men- you mentioned a sneaky team that had already made a signing today, and that is the, C- the Cleveland Guardians. They signed one of the better gun first basemen that's had a little bit of a rough last couple of years, and that's Josh Bell. He- they just signed him to a two-year deal today.
1: I'm a big fan of Josh Bell. I got nothing but time for Josh Bell. I like him a lot.
3: (laughs) I wish we honestly had a place that would have been better fitting for Josh Bell because he's a switch hitter, but he is obviously left-handed dominant. That would have been somebody that would have been very useful in our lineup, but not having a DH spot to rifle around with outfielders, with Springer, Laddie, everything right now. Honestly, that makes more appealing to me to just have that roaming DH spot and then let Kirk or whoever, you know, in that DH spot here and there. I think it helps the team that way but that is what it is so apparently there's also some a more rumors of the um st louis cardinals talking outfielders with the toronto blue Jays about stuff Mm -hmm. lars newbar and uh dylan carson being the alleged targets uh for that outfield there and uh we we went into very extensive talks about dylan carson a few weeks ago back on the show um that would be a nice snag for the blue jays in the midst of this i don't think that other outfielder is going to really come from free agency guys i really i really don't i think they're trying to not just get that guy that's you know big budget item i think they're trying to build this team up through a giant trade and i think they have the pieces to do that i really do and i'm starting to see that they're going to make that trade before they sign somebody and hopefully the market you know allows them to do that yeah for sure
0: who are we going to give up if they if we work with the Cardinals on that deal?
3: That will probably be one of the three catchers is the sure. main piece because they yeah. just lost the uh, yeah. <laughs> they just lost the perennial Hall of Famer, probably first ballot guy, and Yanni Molina is their catcher for eternity.
1: <laughs> so. See, this is this is where you have to. This is where a team like the Jays has you can go for the jugular on this one. That they Yaddy has been there for so long that they have let catching prospects go and they haven't had anybody come up to fill Yaddy's shoes. And this is eternally one of the problems with the sport of baseball is you get guys who are immovable. They cannot be taken out of the lineup because if you do, you start to put your season on the line. And so I I can imagine, I have a friend of mine whose son was in the Baltimore Orioles organization. He was, uh, he was an outfielder and he could not get a shot because their outfield was, was, fairly strong for a while there and it just was no option for him to be a part of it and if you're i mean imagine being the the first baseman project uh, prospect for the blue jays right now <laughs> good luck yeah or or short or third <laughs> like you might as well you might as well hope for a trade or <laughs> you know but or it,
3: pray, it, pray it, to god you it, can move a position like lauris curiel jr did
1: because yeah, he, he didn't so have home for a bit for there, too. And right now, St. Louis is it their backup? Their their catchers right now are not MLB level catchers. They need what? And so, really, it's us. And I don't know that there's another team that can offer. I mean, I guess the Yankees could dangle out Sanchez or something like that. It's
3: not the same thing. If they were gonna, if they aren't gonna sign Wilson Contreras, which to me doesn't spell win it for the Cardinals because they want somebody that's gonna be with that young pitching staff that they're building up. So they want somebody that's going to be consistent. They're looking for a guy that's going to be there for four or five years. So yeah. you're looking at guys that are you know, young, major league baseball players currently. And the only other team that has a catching prospect outside of the three that we happen to be hoarding is the Oakland A's with Sean Murphy. Right. And right. I don't think he's the same level as a Danny Jansen. He's not. He's three years out. And to that point, he's a masher of obscene power for hours, <laughs> but I just don't, I don't see that's in that ballpark and everything like that. I think Jano's swing and everything along with his, you know, cl- just amazing catching ability is going to be great for that pitching staff. And I think that's the best fit. And if the blue Jays aren't marketing that toward that idea, I think the Cardinals are also missing something in their scouting department. If they're not looking at Danny Jansen versus Sean Murphy, but just saying, so, um, there are two other side little tiny things here I want to discuss with you guys really quickly. But if you have any other topics you would like to mention, this is your time, fellas. No,
1: let's go ahead. Yeah, all good, buddy. Fire away.
3: <laughs> yep. And of course, I lost the lead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> hoping you had. I was hoping you had something.
3: <laughs> so. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not even kidding. I literally lost. it. I had it on my one screen. And it's, it's
1: gone. The, old, the um, only thing, uh, the I only just gave thing, myself the old switcheroo. There
3: we go. <laughs> God,
1: the only thing I was thinking is I was actually just, uh, um, I was actually just looking at a, a, something very interesting. Uh, and it says how, if you want to get rich in the MLB, just be a Dodger for the, the, just be a shortstop for the Dodgers and then strike it rich. Machado in 2019 signed a 300 million deal, a dollar deal with the Padres. Uh, Corey Seager went to Texas and signed for 325, and Trey Turner went to, to, to the Phillies and signed for 300.
3: Yeah, they're just, just saying, just play for the Dodgers. <laughs> just play for the Dodgers. We get a big contract. Obviously, um, yep. we might have lost Jason, but the other things yep. I wanted to mention, uh, Ken, I finally found what I was looking for. Oh, okay. Um, Former Blue Jay general manager has now won his second man, uh, general manager of the year award. And I'm talking Alex Anthopoulos just won that award for the second time and really? a member of the Atlanta Braves. So wow. I just wanted to make sure we give credit where credit's due because I know he's still held dearly in many Toronto Blue Jays fans' hearts. And he's still doing what Alex Anthopoulos does and Alex Anthopoulos things. And he has built a great team down in Atlanta. Wow.
0: Congratulations to, to Alex great great so, to hear
3: would yeah, be nice executive, of, executive of the year executive executive of the
0: year yeah okay mm-hmm. so j-
3: would have been nice I, if still with the jays
0: would have been nice if we were still with the
3: jays nice but you know like to that said. point i think we built up pretty good since losing uh him in
2: that free yeah. agency
3: because we would have done different things maybe and i can't say that we would be had that quick crazy rebuild like we have had because this i, I know as much as everybody wants to shit on the the whole Shapiro Atkins thing. We were the worst team in Major League Baseball in 2018.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me anything different. No, <laughs> so. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. In 2019, I went to the last Major League Baseball game in the Rogers Center for the better part of two years. We were shit. <laughs> Just kidding. Talking uh, I went about 2018, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, I, we were talking that I, at, at, uh, Alex Autopoulos just won his uh, second executive of the year award. So that was what my lead was. <laughs> so just wanted to make sure we give credit where credit's due to former Blue Jays alums and whatnot. And I was just talking about how we've done the flip since him because everybody was like, oh, it's the worst idea ever. Oh, my God, things are horrible. And uh, where we were then, yes, in the exact vacuum of that decision, things looked horrible. I agree. I'm not gonna argue with anybody on that. But we in twenty eighteen we were one of the worst teams in major league baseball. Twenty seven or twenty nineteen, that was the year we finally were starting to see Vigio, Bochette, Vladdy come up. I went up to the Vladdy Mania game when he debuted. That was still the only walk off home run I've ever seen in my life, and it was by Brandon Drury. <laughs> so as far as that goes, it's just cool stuff that we've, you know, that was I don't think that same rebuild would have had the same quickness and tenacity if Anthopolis was running around with that, um, trying to make do with what he was doing and do what he's been doing with the Atlanta Braves. Cause now he had the cupboards full again, to be able to do what he needed to do to build that team up. And here we are as blue Jays fans in the same company as
1: being playoffs period. Nice background, Jason. Hey, sorry uh, about that. Your... My, uh, my power flipped on and off. Oh really? Yeah. It's just think that, good... You getting more Most snow over there see, again? Uh, I, was well, I, I can't really see. I can't. It's really dark outside, but I can't really see, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, uh, it just sort of dry. I, I was talking to myself for a minute there.
5: <laughs> well, it's oh, all right.
1: Just, like, hey. <laughs> so I was just reading, uh, funny enough, as you put up
3: the talking baseball free agent picture behind you and everything. I was on their Twitter account looking through because I was hitting anything with a had a blue Jays hashtag on it and it showed up and I go, and it was a picture of uh, some kid like all, you know, Going ha 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 kind of like thing, and it was saying Yankees fans' current thoughts on the Giants, thinking they signed Aaron Judge, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, fine if that's what you think. Right now, uh, every report I'm reading is that rumor is not just a rumor. It's
1: yeah, it,
3: it's almost happened. A deal, almost. Happened. I, yeah.
1: I can't. I can't see any reason why. Pens are like right
3: see. here on the paper. You know, it's like yeah. kind of going toward yeah. it.
1: <laughs> I, I get it, it's probably done already. And they're they're probably waiting either until the morning or until maybe even Friday morning. Um, You know, they Ah, want it to yeah, (laughs) they want it to be able to hit, and they want it to be able to to. They don't want anything to compete with it. And do you do that during the midweek to sign the largest free agent in a couple of years?
3: That's what usually happens. You you, usually this news just doesn't stay in a can. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll be interested
1: to see. We talk about gone guys just I'll be interested to see if something doesn't get done in the next i would say twenty four hours um I feel like it's a done deal i you know I, I've seen it mentioned multiple times that it's already you know that that he was seen back again in San Francisco and um you know it's he's taken the i don't know if you guys saw that clip but on his um on his um uh Twitter thing it doesn't say New York anymore um, <laughs> really yeah really? It, it, he just took it is off it, yeah it, 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 he removed it all like yankees basically
3: <laughs> yeah oh that's uh, too funny and then the last thing i wanted to mention and this is the last last topic so ken you can start getting ready to hit your little cue up here for the end of the show there we go. um alec manoa made the all major league baseball team they, It's something an award thing that they do every year and they announced at the beginning of the winter meetings it's basically building an all-star team if you were going to do the all-star team right now. And he they they do two teams first team second team, he made the pitcher for the first team, yeah over Justin Verlander, yeah that. wow. so that's pretty impressive. And to <laughs> really that point, impressive. he was a third, he was the third place e for the Cy Young Award, was a outstanding pitcher of the year candidate as well, an All Star three um, fastest to three hundred Ks in a career, lowest ERA in a month this season. So he he had some Major League Baseball history at the age of twenty four this year, not just. Pretty good, <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> Pretty good season, crazy. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty good season. Here you go, there We got, we got you. Slap <laughs> so. on the back there. But yeah, just want to give more credit, more credits too, and we're happy exactly. to have them as Blue Jays fans. So absolutely good deal. All set, fellas. All right, ready. All right, so Blue Jays fans, make sure you find us on Twitter. Facebook, wherever you get your social media from, at BirdwatchingGC is the handle on every way. along with even on YouTube, where you can join in on our lovely flat live chats here. We did see plenty of people hop in and out of the show this evening. So please make sure you message us next time. I saw a lot of you coming in and out and just kind of like, you know, peeking in. You're more than yeah. welcome to be, your voice is heard here. We will talk. We're sitting here rifling through Twitter during these winter meetings, along with all the chats. Make sure you join our live conversation because this is the Toronto Blue Jays. Jays, um, bar room chat that is our tangled idea so make sure you jump in and join us there also anywhere you can get your uh, podcasting pleasures from Apple podcasts um, Google Spotify any of that kind of stuff we're there for you as well and, and it, we are the official Toronto Blue Jays podcast of jaysjournal.com which is our fan-sided and I think it's time for the two claps in the Ric Flair one two three <laughs> woo woo let's go Blue Jays, Blue Jays go!
0: Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at BirdwatchingGC and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining it to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash BirdwatchingGC. Go Jays, go! Woo!
5: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.